0: the heat, you
1: can you can handle the heat, yeah, you can you can't handle the, heat. Yeah. the, can't handle the heat. Booyakasha, welcome back to another episode of If You Can't Handle the Heat. It be me, G-Swizz on the mic, joined by me today, Hawaii's chosen one, Micah Ma. Micah, how we doing, brother?
0: What's up, what's up, what's up?
1: You like that one, the chosen one?
0: I'm doing You're like good. Le-
1: You're like the LeBron James <laughs> no, of... No, uh... the,
0: the intros are ridiculous.
1: I don't know. I try and think of new stuff. Kick I, especially for you. You're yeah, I, the most yeah. fun.
0: No, I can of appreciate it.
1: I called you the the kid of Hawaii last time, I think. Some along those lines. I don't know. The child of Hawaii. I don't know. King of Hawaii. I don't know. Anyways, um, as you know, as I didn't introduce Joe. Unfortunately, I know we've been kind of... Not all of us have been in the same... Podcasts uh, a lot of the time because we're in the heat of our seasons, right? You guys are in playoffs. I'm in the middle of my season, and towards yeah. the end, and things starting to heat up. So games and everything and traveling is is heating up. But towards the end of our, uh, at the end of your guys' season, at the end of my season, I'll be able to all hop back on. Um, and this will not be a sure. three way or two way podcast. We'll be interviewing Cara Hill, who is gonna be more than quality content we'll get to more of what she does and who she is uh when i introduce her but just know that we'll be having a guest on the show anyways micah the two guys in relationships how's that that's the first time we've ever been on the show together just the two of us
0: yeah it is uh Fun facts. and so what do you mean the two guys in relationships
1: yeah i mean you know joe how's single that life. Going? No, no, no. no. You know, yeah. I wasn't asking that. i was just saying that this is the first time we've ever been here together without Joe. You know, kind of saying how he hates relationships and whatever. There's
0: no, there's no adult figure to to watch over us anymore. So that that, that that's what I'm saying. Interested bro, interested to see what we can talk about. But also, we we came into this more empty-handed than ever before.
1: That's true. That's where we that's where we thrive, right? Bro. Do you My have God. any
0: do? You, that course. that is where we thrive. It's complete improv. <laughs> that's uh, what I'm saying.
1: I feel like I I think. I feel I like, think w-
0: this could really go anywhere.
1: <laughs> With Joe, it's like you like he's a supervisor. Like, we're just going to... I don't know where this... Is, we don't have anyone to pull us back.
0: Yeah, we, we, have have, we don't have any. Okay, so I'll start. I'll start. Um, I just watched the Zoxa-Zenit-Kazan match. Um, mm-hmm. For people that don't watch Overseas th- Um, What's that?
1: I thought they, Zoxa already won two of them, no?
0: They just won the, tonight. Oh. So, Zoxa won... So, first, Zoxa won 3 2 after being down 2 0. Zoxa is the top team in Poland, and Zeneca's on is a powerhouse uh, in Russia. Um, and they're always on top of Champions League. They win a lot. Matt Anderson, if you guys know, um, played there for a long time with Wilfredo Leon, and they won a bunch. Um, anyways, it's a huge club. Um, but Zoxa came back, and they've been like a Cinderella story kind of nobody thought that they would win. They came back down 2-0, and so they won the first one 3-2 and then lost tonight 3-2. And what happens is, and they lost uh, 30-28 in the fourth and twenty eighteen in the fifth. And what happens when you you win one in five and you lose one in five is then you have to play another set to 15, winner takes all. Um, And so it was a gnarly match. Uh, It was 15-13 in the fifth. Super fun volleyball to watch. Zox is playing incredible volleyball. They don't have any superstars. People probably, you have to be like really involved in volleyball to know um, a lot of their players. Um, But they have an American, David Smith. um, And they have uh, uh, France's starting setter, Benjamin Toniuti. And those are the two names that people know. And besides that.
1: What about the libero? The Polish libero.
0: Yeah, if you really pay attention, you, you, you'll know Zatorski. Um, it's the Polish starting libero. But those are the three Polish – those are the three national team starters. The rest of them aren't starters on the national team. Um, but they just play super well together. So they beat, they beat Zenit. And the other match is going on right now, Perugia versus Trentino. I know Perugia is up 2-0. Um, so that's, I guess, an update on Champions League for those who are interested in it or who don't follow you should start following it. It's pretty interesting stuff.
1: I want to give a brief for the fans that don't exactly know what Champions League is. I want to kind of give a brief introduction on what right. it was. Basically, Champions League is, think of it like, think of it like, you know how all the national teams compete against each other. Think of it like that. But all the best teams, the top two teams, well, it depends where you are. I know yeah, it, it depends it top two league. From, right. So the top teams, for example, um, Germany is going to get two. Uh, does France get two two bids? I think so, yeah in Italy and all these other, basically the top two teams where they finish in, in their leagues from the previous year, right. 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 They get a bid to go to champions league, which is where all the top teams in the world play. And you can find these games on, I think a CEV volleyball. I don't know if they live yeah, stream. On, them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They on YouTube, they're live streamed, which is yep. so sick. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. CEV European volleyball. They live stream them. Um, you can find them on YouTube, but that's kind of the yeah. current events. I would say of volleyball of the volleyball world right now. For
1: sure. For sure, and I think again, it's nothing. I mean, nothing's more inspiring uh, than just watching the top players play. There's highlights of the games, the full games posted. Make sure you make sure. I know, I know, with the European time, you might not be able to watch it live, but again, it is posted on YouTube. Yeah, true. So go and check it out. Um, But on a more serious note, Micah, I've been trying. I I've been. This is not serious at all, but I am kind of serious about it. It may sound idiot, which is most of my ideas here. Okay, I, I have been starting since a couple months ago. A petition, a non-official petition, and I haven't made it in a petition. What does a
0: non-official petition look a like? A
1: word-of-mouth petition. How about that?
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Okay. To change the word spiker, like spike it, outside spiker, into spanker, hmm? and to spanker. spank it. Yes. So when, so I don't know if people can hear me, but like when I say for people to hit it, I say, either say rip it or spank it. Like You can be like an outside spanker.
0: How does mm-hmm. that sound? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like it. It has a nice ring to it. Yeah, you like I that. Have a nice Yeah, middle spanker. I'm mm-hmm. a middle spanker. I'm an outside right, spanker.
1: Opposite spanker. Uh, Am I uh
0: the right side gets a little confusing.
1: Opposite spanker. I feel like a right a right spanker. A right a right side spanker. I'm a
0: Ah, uh, what would you call the right side I'm a right side hitter? Is that what they say? I'm a or I outside, hit on the right
1: or opposite opposite spanker. That's, that's funnier. Opposite spanker. And Max Rosenfeld, the <laughs> Opposite spanker. Okay. An, an ex-sadist member came up with the word dumper. So he's the middle dumper. <laughs> a middle, middle dumper? Dump? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he likes to dump it. Right side dumper. Okay. Outside dumper.
0: I thought you meant like outside a setter. Outside spanker.
1: Yeah. So I think, especially when we start vlogging everything this summer, and you can hear what I'm saying. I'm going to be saying like spank it, outside spanker and I think yeah. that can really catch on. Hopefully. We'll see. I don't what know. would you call a
0: setter? If you can't use the word setter, what would you call him? Um, I mean, in Europe, they call them a passer, and that makes sense, They call him a passer? Yeah. So, I mean, that a makes sense, giver? too. spanker giver? You can't use passer or setter. What is your name for a setter? Mm. Hands? <laughs> I don't know.
1: Uh, that's a good question. I got, and I'm a...
0: I know they, uh, they, they, uh, said, they liberal, call libero uh,
1: receivers. They call them receivers, yeah, uh, right?
0: Uh, no, they call them libero. They call outside hitters receivers. Yeah.
1: Receiver. I remember Marcus Stoilwald. Receiver.
0: Yeah, That's they term. call they call um, outside hitters receivers. And wow. they use the word spike a lot over here. That they don't use, the spank. they spank. don't use hit. They don't use hit. I. You know what I'll do on the next team? I'll, I'll start correcting people. Like, spiker? Where'd you get that from? <laughs> They're like spiker, you know, outside (laughs) spiker. It's like, no, guys, spanker. It's a spanker. We should. You you have have no idea how much you can get away with that kind of stuff. Oh my gosh, dude, I've been, uh, I've been. You can, you can just feed these guys all kinds of ridiculous stuff. Oh yeah, I bet. I've been. And they say they say incredible stuff. I should start writing them down. Today, what was it today? Oh, um, there's a three man block, and there's a huge Mm -hmm. hole in the block. And our opposite's like, there's a huge wall, a huge wall. And I'm like, Okay, okay, okay. Like, that's good, right? And he's like, No, no, a wall, a wall. And he's showing me like he's trying to show me and I'm like, A wall? Like, like it's good, it's closed. And he's like, No, a big wall. What are you not getting? And I'm like, What are you what are you trying to say? Like, in between, there's space in between you guys. And I'm like, Oh, a hole.
2: He's like, A hole in the wall. He's
0: like, Yeah, a big hole. I'm like, Okay, well. That's a big difference, bud.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, you I get would... – oh,
0: my gosh. You get all kinds of amazing English over here. I've been talking to uh, – oh, I've been
1: watching a lot of the European, and one thing that I love is they do the old crotch shot. They take two hands, and after mm-hmm. they get a point – Who's they doing let... that? I've seen that in Europe. I've seen it occasionally.
0: Wow, that's that's heavy. If people are doing that, it's heavy. We, we, we did it uh, – not we, sorry. A guy on our team did it last game, and it caused some ruckus for I've sure. I
1: didn't I do it in the practice gym. Like I can't do it. I really want to do it in a game where they go. Ah, the uh, it's not a good look. Yeah, but it's kind of sick. I love it. Like as a libero, they know I'm, and they know who I am. They know what I'm about. Like that guy's an idiot. Like this, a, like that guy. That guy's an yeah, idiot. Yeah, yeah. They know beforehand. So if I do that, it's not like I'm. I'm a douchebag. It's like that. Right. Guy. Right. Look, right, look at, right. Look at that. Look at that. You do have
0: that man. card. You have the card I do. where it's like. I do. Where you you can do anything and people just wave it off and like don't take it personally and they're like be, dude don't take it personally. it's just it's just that guy he's just. <laughs> It's a nice card to have sometimes. <laughs> it is. It really is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you can get with away with all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah. With,
1: with Charlie and my coaches for sure, and my teammates and my opponents for sure too. Like I'll yeah. say something under the net, like, I'll, but then they'll be like, they won't take me seriously. But it's in a good way because I have fun with it. I have a lot of fun with it. It's yeah. nice to have that card, especially during the summer when we're going to be up to a bunch oh, of
0: shenanigans. Yeah, no, no. It is nice. Um. Uh, all, right. all right. I say I say we get
1: Kara. I think it's Kara. Kara Hill on. I, I want to make sure I'm pronouncing that. It's either Kara or Kara. I, I apologize if you're listening to this. Um, we're going to go with Kara here. We're going to get Kara Hill on. So basically, to explain who Kara is. I'm pretty sure it's Kara. I'm pretty sure. Is it Kara? Is it Pan or Pam? Sorry, a little stepbrother's quote
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wait, Cara, were you jumping I, in? That was the intro? I was before you so rudely interrupted me. That So that's the intro. We're wrapping it up here.
1: No, we're not. I've tried I'm trying to introduce her as of right now.
0: Okay. Like we're still we're it. still
1: live, prestige worldwide. Wow, a lot of yeah. step brothers here. Okay, so Kara Hill basically what she does is there's she is an insane businesswoman and Dirty Mike, our business guy, basically explains her as a taking the whole the bull by the horn. She is the bull and she's bulldozing everyone. She's like a bull in a China shop in a she good way. She is the
0: bull and she's the person that takes the bull exactly,
1: by the horn. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. She's both my, yin and yang. Wow, you should write that down.
0: She flows wow. like water. She is water.
1: So basically what she does... She what did. an
0: intro. I should do this. Uh, yeah, but no, they don't know what she does or what she is. Okay, okay. This, this, just this is give a we bunch Joe. of... If we had had Joe just,
1: here, he'd be like signaling, let's go, let's we, move. let's."
3: Yeah.
0: We give a bunch of just things to like, <laughs> describe what she is or who she, does, or who she is or what she does uh, at all. <laughs> super abstract terms like... The, the mystifier, you know, just like, like and everyone's like, What the great bambino? <laughs> all right, I got this. I got she is this. She's both this. here and there, <laughs> she's both water and land. She is all she wants she, parallel parked a train. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, we gotta do this. We gotta do this. We gotta do this. All right, Carol, okay. basically, what she is, she's in charge, she connects, she has an insane connections to all these college coaches, and what she does, she runs this. A recruiting well, this is one of the many, many things she does. She runs this recruiting uh, business site model, and what she does is she connects these kids and she takes them under her wing. She they pay a fee, they pay a monthly fee. And what they do, they send in video, she gets them connected to kids. Hey, I got this kid here, I got this kid here. She has a platform where she puts the video of these kids up, and the college coaches they go and they lit and they watch all these videos and they say, Okay, and obviously, with on the amount of Volleyball that goes around with women's volleyball—it's hard to kind of keep your eye on everyone in the country, no matter how many programs there are in the nation. And she is the best at her job; she's the biggest at her job. And I, I know as listeners, you guys are probably interested. Okay, if you're not the top, as we are, we're very lucky as in top, how do you kind of go about this? And she is an excellent person to talk to about. And I know you guys will like listening to this. Also, she's in charge. Of, I don't know if you guys are um, aware of the Under Armour All American. Uh, basically, when they choose the top players from the, from the country, she's in, she's in charge of running all that and doing all that, like organizing all that. And I mean, like, that's just some of the stuff she does. Uh, as we get into this, we will find out more about her. She's like an onion. And we'll un- each layer is going to be more and more and more, good, more potent, good, good. as they say. Good. Thank you. You like that. I like that one, too. Okay. All right. Let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, Kara Hill. We're now here joined by Kara Hill, the ultimate businesswoman, the volleyball connector, the volleyball recruiter herself. Kara, thank the you so much for joining in a us today. red Exactly.
3: <laughs> what an intro. I'm going to hire you guys for like all my events. This is awesome. I don't know oh, about we that. Got the,
0: we got the intro unlocked. <laughs> we engaged in an incredible intro just before you joined
1: us. Would you... You see, he said that. Uh, he said, so we kind of went the route of the uh, uh, the most interesting man and the woman, but put it in your. Micah said she wants parallel parked a train or something like that. <laughs> She's both yin and yang. Uh, we have a good time with that. But, Kara, I. <laughs> Obviously, as a businesswoman, we kind of mentioned that our connection is kind of new now. But I think I think I hit upon everything that you do, but I know you're such a multifaceted businesswoman. Can you give our listeners a brief introduction to what you do and what kind of businesses you run?
3: Sure. So my name is Kara Hill, not to be confused with Kara. A lot of people call me Kara. That's actually my biggest pet peeve, so we'll just clarify. It's Kara a whole lot I'm, less I'm, embarrassing now. I may have
1: done that. I may have done that at the beginning, but Micah corrected me. I apologize for that.
3: <laughs> Wait, did you do it on the recorded or the, or the, the new recording? Like you re-recorded the <laughs> intro, right? So,
1: so basically what happened was, I was like, is like, I was like, is it Kara or Kara? And Micah's <laughs> like, I think it's Kara. And we kind of went back and forth until, and then we, we he's like, it's Kara. So we went with Kara. Yeah, so.
0: I, I knew it was, I should have probably said it a little earlier than I did.
3: Oh, thanks Micah. Thanks for looking out. I, he was on a roll and
0: I'm like, oh, maybe I should jump in and with the yin and the yang. And, the, and I was like, oh, I gotta let this go. This is gold. <laughs>
3: um so i i started my business my recruiting solutions 11 i can't even believe this it's 11 years how old were you guys 11 years ago i'm getting old
1: i was 11
0: i was 12.
3: all right 12. hey i it's weird i'm the oldest one in the room all right so um started my business 11 years ago and um, built a business helping student athletes find the perfect fit in a college program so our service we manage video editing we provide step-by-step guidance counseling and like create a customized blueprint for every athlete that we take on and then we guide them through this whole recruiting process so we travel to all the major recruiting tournaments. We get in the gym. We advocate for our players and, and leverage those relationships that we have with college coaches. Um, I host events and the newest uh, endeavor. Um, I just got named actually the director of the Under Armour All-American Selection Camps Games.
1: Congratulations.
3: So, I know, how excited, I'm so excited. It's awesome. So. It's this new program, uh, it's a grassroots program. You know, they have it in football. Under Armour's got this incredible football program, actually, and they have these selection camps and games, the All-American games for football, and they're bringing it to volleyball. And so um, I, am, I am pumped, like it's gonna be so freaking cool. Uh, so yeah, so there you go. That's what I do. That's awesome.
2: And that's crazy, you know. You as as being a businesswoman, that, it kind of leads me to my first question. You you kind of gave a very good explanation of what you do, and people that I speak to in the coaching world, they all talk about how important recruiting is. And so your business and what you're involved in, especially with the All American list, I feel like that has a lot of um, pull, with it, especially in the coaching world. I want to ask you, kind of, where do they see the Under Armour? Uh, connection going like so where does Under Armour want to take that whole kind of division with the Under Armour game and what do they have planned in the future
3: so this year we have to host four what they're calling selection camps and the selection camps are free for the players so we have to identify athletes to participate in these selection camps and so we're hosting one on June 21st one on june 25th both of those events are in orlando and then we're hosting two events in las vegas one on july 1st and one on july 6th and so what the selection camps are it's like it's off the hook so these girls show up like there's a red carpet and they get just a ton of swag and they get to play at an elite level with all these other incredible players, some of them who have already been recruited together, right? To like go yeah. play at Minnesota or Michigan, like athletes that come, it was funny, I actually got a call from um, Jill Kramer at TCU and and she was talking about one of her players got nominated. She's like, give me the lowdown, what is this about? And um, was talking about how cool these girls will have an opportunity to actually go and play. And it's just like one big, I think my son said it personally, like perfectly. He's like, it's basically like a commercial for Under Armour. Like they're gonna get a ton of gear. They're gonna test out the gear and let them know, you know, what they think of the product. And then they're gonna get a ton of content. And then how cool is it to say that you're part of like the Under Armour All-American stuff. So um, we're, we're excited. Then the games. The All-American games are taking place uh, between Christmas and New Year's in Orlando. And so the elite athletes that get picked, uh, there are 60 athletes, 20 will be seniors and then 40 will be underclassmen. And these athletes get an all expenses paid trip to Orlando to do Disney for like four days or five days. And they play, They, they have like three hours of volleyball a day but then they do like a community service project. They, you know, do Disney stuff. They just get to play and have fun. And then ESPN, this is like, this is so cool. ESPN's doing a televised event where one of the matches will be uh, filmed. And so they'll play on television for one of the matches. Um, that is
0: so sick.
3: Yeah, it's cool. Uh, it's incredible.
2: Right? Yeah, I know it's incredible. It's super awesome. Is, is there gonna and
1: be, it, oh, sorry, Joe, you go, you go.
2: No, I was just gonna say, I, I you know, with that event and with this whole thing, it has to be something that's pretty competitive, obviously, between the girls. But also in terms of just business within volleyball. Like, if you really think about what type of opportunities there is in volleyball, there's pretty limited amount, especially with the type of money in the sport. When you look at like professional sports, um, and on the obviously in the U.S., it's really just the collegiate game and the club game where you can really kind of get into the business world. What are some things? from a business perspective, what are some things that you uh, kind of, from the beginning have targeted and things that, and, and since stepping into the Under Armour role, some stuff that you've uh, had to deal with since uh, becoming the lead director of that?
3: Well, I think the main thing is just providing clarity to the event of what it is. Um, you know, the, the camps and the games are free for players and it's, it's always been free on football. Um, but I think it's pretty cool to be able to offer this kind of experience. For the selection camps, the kids just have to get their travel to get there. Um, but then, everything else, like in terms of the event, it, it's not costing them anything. Um, what I can see in the future, it's interesting that you go that route. You know, the NCAA is going to pull back on the limitations like we talk about building your brand all the time. Like when I work with my players, we talk about how to get active on social media, how to get creative and and like create content. And I think that there's so many opportunities that are coming where athletes are going to be able to get sponsored and get major deals. Um, And I think that's what I'm most excited about for the future. Like as the NCAA pulls uh, back.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. The image and likeness, I think people are talking about it. It might be, done soon next year
3: mm-hmm. next year yep. that
0: yeah that is yeah. such a big step i feel like yeah yeah that is such a big step things are going to change a lot yeah college athletics are going to be so different mm-hmm.
1: but in a better way like in a better way obviously um micah and joe having not had i like i said i'm still in college and one of my uh another senior, another seniors in college and obviously with we can't pro- we can only progress out of so far until um, once we're out of the NCAA's jurisdiction, so we've been on the the short end of the stick when it comes to the NCAA. But one thing I want to ask is, you mentioned okay, we're having a and a, a lot of players right come for the Under Armour, um, so the All American. So, how much money is Under Armour spending on on this whole event, like to go run it and like because obviously when it comes to girls and guys, the girls are gonna get more money because they make more money. Understandable. So I'm just curious, like okay you said football and basketball get all this money dumped into them. So is volleyball or women's volleyball becoming one of those sports where if not already is where it's okay, we're going to dump eh, a certain amount of money into it. I'm just curious like how much money or uh, around how much they're spending on this, this whole event.
3: It's a seven figure investment when you take into consideration like the threads, the gear, the travel expenses, the the space, the insurance, the coaches, all that stuff. So I think like with a year like covid I um I I feel so I feel so blessed and just so incredibly grateful that there is a big sponsor that wants to invest in our sport and just yeah. you know there's been so many club owners and club coaches and you know you guys are aware in the club world just you know this covid is really just Kind of screwed up a lot of things for a lot of people, and so mm-hmm. I just feel really, really grateful that that a big sponsor is wanting to get involved in this space, and you know they're sponsoring Jordan Thompson, uh, who just wrapped up her career at Cincinnati and um, is is a professional player as well, and so I'm excited. They're going to do. Um, she's actually going to uh, join us, I think, in Orlando for the All American Games, and know work with the players and do a camp and all kinds of stuff so i'm so excited about that too um just her having that opportunity
0: i know that the oh sorry joe you want no you go take
2: it take it take it so
0: i did play football in high school and a few of my friends have gone to like these camps and a bunch of this stuff and it's such a big deal and i think it's like it changes the whole dynamic of, of football recruiting because it's way less about like high school, like people aren't coming to your high school games as much. They can go to the Combines, they can go to these like All-American games. Um, I know Nike has one in Oregon. I know, um, I think Army, there's like some Army Bowl that uh, a teammate of mine's went to, DeForest Buckner, actually who used to play for the Niners. Um, I think he went to that. There's so many of these different showcases and like top 50 or like Under Armour All-American kind of games. Um, do you think Unarmor is going to be able to hold on to that? Or do you think that this is going to start becoming a thing where it's like, there's the Nike camp and then there's a Adidas camp where like Adidas has one in, in Texas and they have a showcase or like, do you, or do you think Unarmor is going to have a pretty good hold on that?
3: You know, I think that it, it it'll be interesting. I think if everything is executed really well and it does really well, you know, um, between, I have about a million followers across all my social media platforms, and that's that's a probably a pretty significant reason why I'm involved as well in terms of just having a presence. I think as um, if we execute it well and it goes really well, I think that I, I think that this could go in a lot of different ways. I think that Under Armour is making a good choice in terms of you know investing and and. And and even like with Jordan Thompson in terms of getting her, um, I, I'm just I'm incredibly excited. I, Nike does some, I think they do some volleyball camps, but I don't think they've they've done anything quite like this where it's been, um, you know, a whole grassroots program. And that's that's the direction that we're going. We're going to get the youth involved and do like a middle school program, and then there's, you know, a high school element to it. So. I'm just, I'm super pumped. I, I hope that, um, I hope that more follow. Cause that, I mean, yeah. that's just so much better for our sport, but right. for farmer, I, I'm pretty stoked to be involved with them.
0: Yeah. It's kind of a trial thing and maybe people see it and are watching and are like, if it goes well, we'll probably do something too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, it makes and you know,
2: yeah, totally. And you know, with all the time, well, people for sure, after they listen to this, they're gonna ask us like, "How do I go and be a part of this program?" And I know on the boy side, really, the only thing I've seen is like a volleyball magazine list, and maybe like AVCA come out with some list. What is the process for the selection of these girls, um, and how like how has that been? Obviously, you have to choose between a bunch of girls. Like, how do you deal with going through all that and deciding? And um, I feel I think you just came out with a watch list this week. If I I, I think I might. Be, misspeaking but I could have sworn I saw you release something like that this week
3: so we um so I think what's cool about you know over the last 11 years that I've been in this business I've you know built a lot of relationships across the country um really internationally too but but across the country and so I'm relying on a lot of um coaching friends we've we're we're starting to put together this whole panel of coaches that are, you know, helping to provide advice and guidance. Um, I'm going to be doing a weekly show uh, as a Under Armour announcement on nominations and a watch list. And so what I'm excited about, we're going to bring in coaches from every region of the country to be guests and to be able to come on and talk about athletes that you know, either in their club or in their region or, you know, student athletes to be watching out for, um, and then athletes that should be nominated. So, you know, one thing that we're doing is we are trying to get a lot of these athletes on our radar by attending qualifiers, but then we're using our relationships in the industry and really tracking, you know, who the up and coming um, athletes are. I got a a girl that I'm super excited about, this uh, club coaching friend that I have, you know, they're in a smaller town in Arkansas, and they sent me this video of this eighth grader who is is six four, and the girl hits like a college player now. She is, like, unreal. So, I like, I'm excited about being able to give those kids opportunities and, and exposure. No so, yeah, we're going to do a <laughs> weekly show. I, I don't think we'll, I'll, I'm probably not going to be as cool as you, but we're going to do a show.
0: Well, do you think that there's going to be some conflict of interest or like that people are going to be like, oh, they're only like they're biased towards these people or like their connection? Do you think it's going to get political? Or how do you keep it from being political, especially with V-ball recruiter or like with yeah. the recruiting thing? How do you keep it from being political?
3: You know, you so the reality is the athletes have to be good enough, right? If they're yeah. not good enough, then that it just – you just have to be good enough. But I think with volleyball, you know, there's so much, there's so, there's so much, sub, um, it's very subjective. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Like,
3: you know, your coach might recruit differently than the next coach. It's all, you know, it's not like swimming where there's times or like mm-hmm. <laughs> drag and field, you know? So, um, I think for, for us, we're going to have a great list of players to work with. We have quite a few players that we can actually invite to these selection camps. And then there are some athletes that are just no brainers in terms of who needs to go to those all American games that are just, you know, unreal. And then there's athletes, I talk that, like I talked about, like the eighth grader that, you know, is probably touching 10-4 and is swinging on the three foot line. Um, at you know, 13 years old. And so I, somebody like that, it's like, you know, she's definitely on our radar and somebody that we're going to keep track of and definitely be, be talking about. But, you know, I think there's always going to be haters, right? Like there's no way to escape that.
0: Right. 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 As even if you know, you're doing it well, and you're not having it, then that's really what it's about. Cause I'm sure people are going to try and find an excuse somewhere, especially when somebody that they like isn't on it and then they'll find a way to, Somehow, yeah. about that. So that's was. Yeah, that's what I was, yeah, yeah, what I was gonna say. You're
2: whenever, whenever you're in like a position like that, you never can make anybody happy. It's like, I always say the president of the United States, that's like the worst job ever because half the country hates you. But it's, I mean, it's not like that with your job, but anytime you're put on a committee where you're having to make decisions like that, I know for it's like youth national team, junior national team, those decisions are so tight. And that's what I was gonna ask you. Have you had any like crazy parent letters or anybody writing you that's like, just, uh, just absolutely ridiculous letters when you put when you post stuff like your watch list
3: i'm a, i'm i'm 10 days in <laughs> and so far 10 days in we have had uh we have a submission form on our website so like coaches can begin submissioning um people are certainly saying like why isn't so and so you know listed from meq or um from the northeast qualifier whatever like we're starting to get some of that but know it's a it's a program that's going to take time to develop uh these lists are going to take time we can't we can't do like you guys know you can't you can't post like you know 500 kids like right off the bat it just doesn't work like that so what we're trying to do is roll it out and have consistent content and you know athletes that um feel like they should be nominated or coaches that feel like players should be nominated you know, there's going to be ways for there, for that to be happen. And that's kind of the, one of the reasons for the show, too, right, is to be able to yeah. talk about weekly nominations, talk about people that should be on our radar or our watch list. So we're going to do our best. Uh, but there's always, like you said, I think, you know, it's hard with volleyball um, because it's not on times or any sort of metrics. It's, it's very subjective. So we're going to do the best we can. And I'm working with club coaches from – all over the country from every region. And, and that's the thing about Under Armour, you know, they wanna make, make sure that the nation's athletes are represented, that it's not just athletes from California or, or Texas, you know, that they want to get athletes from the Northeast and from, you know, the, the Northwest and other places in the country, the Midwest. So we really wanna do a good job um, scaling out and providing, you know, everybody an opportunity.
1: I think when you, I mean, obviously it's uh, subjective to like beauty. Beauty, what was the, what is the quote? Beauty, beauty lies, lies in the eye of the beholder, right? But I think it's important that right that you have someone of your stature and in your status and your knowledge in charge because you need someone with the big picture in mind, right? You go ask a lot of coaches um, from. Smaller places or all across the US, they haven't seen all the top athletes in, in the country. Rather, you have seen the top athletes, right? And I think that's super important. So, like you said, there's gonna be a lot of haters, but a lot of those haters have have not even seen 90% of the other players out there, you know? Or they're like, or they're gonna be, I mean, obviously they're gonna be biased to their player, and I, and I understand that, but it's like having someone who truly has seen everyone, has been in the game yeah. for as long as you have, and, and knows what's going on nationwide is, in my opinion, gonna make the best decision, you know? I think that's important.
3: Oh, we hope. Yeah. Of there's course. A, there's a, trust me, there are people behind the scenes that will For be sure. No, for sure. You can do it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you can't do it yourself. So there are some crazy parents in volleyball. Some people have a lot of money. Do you think we want – I would like to know um, if you ever were to get a bribe, mm, that's, how, oh. how, much, <laughs> yeah. how much people would be willing to pay to get their kid to be in like – an Under Armour like camp that's like on ESPN like I'm sure some of these parents would go crazy for that, and so hopefully if there is some bribes that get offered or crazy emails, you should send those our way.
3: You want think, you want <laughs> them? You want to yeah. expose them on your show? Uh we don't need to use names. No, we want to
0: laugh about it.
1: That's but what we, we want to, to say
0: we want to, I would just like to know. We don't even need to say it on the show. I would just like to
3: know what people uh, are, I mean, what people are up to. So, I think there's always going to be an element to that, right? What did we learn about the college scandal? Did you guys watch that on Netflix US, yet?
2: On the USC, yeah. the USC stuff, oh, Varsity Blues.
3: Like Varsity I, Blues. I just, I just watched the Netflix special, and I, I'm like, whoa! Like that's, that's incredible. That's a whole, yeah. I think that, um, I, I think look, you got to protect the integrity of the program, and so, under zero circumstance, with the for being, sure any acceptance of any bribe because we have to protect the integrity of the program and the athletes who are participating. It is an elite program. And so I think it's just super important that um, you know, there's there should be athletes though that that have an opportunity to participate that maybe, you know, I, I think we're gonna come across athletes that don't play club volleyball that I would love to see. You know get an opportunity to come and participate in an event especially if you know they have some elite athleticism um i think it'd be incredible to give them that opportunity to give it a shot and and get coached by some of the best coaches so um you know i i don't nothing ever surprises me right um but i think for us and for the people that we're working with we have coaches from you know, like I said, every region of the country and I'm talking to, you know, some of the top coaches like um, Troy Carson and Bailey Tanner from T Street, um, Kyle Wendell at Sunshine, you know, working with um, coaches in, in the Delta region, you know, that are former college coaches that are out and they're in that region. And then, you know, Dean at Tribe, you know, in Florida and Matt Peck that's out in Florida, like, we're reaching out, we're consulting with people, we're asking them for feedback, and then we're asking these coaches as well to come and get involved and be a part of something you know, bigger. So with this, with this program, the direction of the program is to have this incredible um, middle school program to start developing the youth and, and giving those athletes an opportunity and then uh, as the high school program and as it as it grows and it expands we'll see what you know how it evolves um but in in football like i'm kind of watching the football model and and seeing how they developed it we want to keep it we want to keep that hype and that prestige to it um because and and really protect the integrity of the program
0: yeah no doubt
2: and michael what would be your number if you are the director,
0: oh, <laughs> yeah, wouldn't it be question. much. It wouldn't be much. <laughs> five, say, ten bucks. If you slide a cool crisp five dollar bill my way, yeah, congratulations. I mean, there it. The, it just takes the I am twelve with the with the green crayon and five bucks, <laughs> probably. No, I no. You have to keep it. You have to keep the integrity of it. I just would. I I'm definitely would be curious to see like those emails like, hey is this possible or like just what people would be willing to pay like i've got connections are you how much are you somebody pay
2: are you able to tell your craziest parent story you don't have to use any names but like i I mean you just deal with parents all the time and we always talk about we always tell stories here about crazy volleyball parents and so it's pretty entertaining to us to hear if you have one that jumps out
3: i think there should be a show like dance mom's And I think that that would really provide, you know, obviously it would grow the game, but I do think that there's enough families that are out there. Um, I think that, you know, when, when we're working with families, you know, when you're talking about college and even like when you look at, you know, the whole Varsity Blues situation, you know, as a parent, your kids are your most prized possession and you wanna see them succeed and so, you know, we really do our best not to personalize some of the attacks that come through because it's not really like personal to us. It really has to do with their frustration and you guys know how competitive it is. I mean, especially on the guy's side, how hard it is to get through that journey. So I think that, um, you know, for for us just wanting to, you know, respect our boundaries certainly and so put things into perspective, um, because people can get out of line, but we usually wrote people back in and just try and share a perspective uh, to just tone down the conversation and you know help people understand. Like we get, you know, the the emotion that comes into the commitment of this process. It's man, it's intense. We ha- we have these kids writing emails all the time and the videos all the time. It, it drains you. So I kind of I kind of get where they're coming from. Um, I've seen. I've seen parents that have gotten kicked out at volleyball tournaments for saying very outlandish things. That happened a couple years ago in Vegas. There was a dad that was like going absolutely insane on the sidelines and calling the girls names, which was like. (laughs) And so he was escorted out of the Vegas tournament. So there's a a crazy family story for
0: you. 12-year-olds. Yeah, that's right. Dude, Joe, I, Joe and Gage, just maybe uh to keep it? the light on Kara. But there was a story I don't know if I've told you guys where my dad's team, who they have some, they like there's a lot of Polynesian girls on my dad's team, and the parents went, and they're pretty big. There, it's it would be bad if anything happened. Basically, long story short, and the other team was getting like super intense, and uh, it was a mainland team, and and there was like physical stuff going on like we're like let's go let's go and the parents got into it and that was that was a crazy story that my dad told me and told me who was involved and i was like this would have been so bad oh my gosh
1: <laughs> the one the one story <laughs> one more quick story before we i don't know if you ever uh, had to deal with anything with this like this Kara. my dad was our head coach for all three of us and before nationals so we're going in and our rival team hbc i don't know do you know tj defalco and josh tuniga they we were playing them And my dad had, or Micah might have not, Micah may or may not have been there at this time. But I remember what they did is my dad, I don't know, he said something after the game the, the previous time we played him. And they printed out a cardboard cutout of my dad. Yeah. With the he said, quote, "See you at nationals." That, yeah, see you at nationals <laughs> or whatever. Because that's what my dad said. Because they were acting so cocky. He's like, "All right." see They you beat at
0: nationals. us at, at the holiday yeah. thing, and he goes, and he's shaking hands. See
2: you when it, it counts.
1: Or, see see you, you when it counts.
0: See, see you at nationals.
1: See we you ended nationals. up luckily. We ended up winning. Thank God. <laughs>
0: didn't he? Didn't he say that like all the way down yeah. the line? It wasn't yeah, like 100%. once. He said it to every single yeah. person he shook hands with. One hundred percent.
1: And one thing that was crazy it was so they bring the cardboard out and the dad starts shaking like yeah like yelling at us <laughs> and, like, and, and then the big ball and just guy come and kicks him out of the tournament and everyone's like what the heck is going on just route. i mean parents are so wild like coming from a coaching because we have been coaching our whole lives just it's it's funny like sometimes they like i want to laugh in their face sometimes but i hold back from like doing anything like that because you got to be professional but since we're on the i, I want to i think a lot of viewers are men's and and men's volleyball fans so how far away realistically is something even a smaller all-american or a smaller something like uh under armor combine that you guys are doing right now like i mean how far away is that for men's volleyball
3: you know, I wanna push for it. Um, I don't know, but I, I really, like you said, I'm 10 days in, but I, I do wanna push for it. I think that um, it could be really incredible. And I know the men's game is, is growing and you guys are doing such an amazing job, like really connecting with the youth and making it cool and giving kids opportunities. So I, I'm excited for what's to come in the men's game. I think, you know, Stanford was a big blow um, losing the program. I think that was like, whew, I, I did not see that coming. That was, that was a big blow. But, um, you know, there's a lot of growth in Division three on the men's side. And so that's really exciting. And I, I hope that there's more opportunity. But I, I definitely am a big proponent of um, doing what we can to grow on the men's side as well.
1: 100%. I think one thing that'd be kind of cool that you can do in men's and women's eventually is, like, you know how they have, like, a slam dunk contest in like, guys? You guys can do, like, a bounce contest or just some, like, skills competitions too. I feel like that'd be kind of cool, like like an all-star weekend kind of thing. I don't know. That would
3: know. be really cool.
1: Just something, I don't know. Just something. I wouldn't win any of those, but I'd like to see my friends win some of those, you know? <laughs> Um, well, the
3: girls, the, it's it's just different on the girls' side. We have way more rallies than you all have. That's I mean, there's true. Not a whole lot of rallying
2: going on. on Float that. serve competition, and the, all the girls would crush the boys. Float serve reception competition, and yeah. serving competition.
3: All my um, all my my guys friends, like the guy, the people that coach on the men's side, always talk about how um, on the men's side. You're not as good listeners, and it's always about who can hit the hardest and who can hit the ceiling.
1: Oh, and stats.
0: We all, oh, yeah. That's Our that pro team, team says – We're keeping it that way. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Our pro team always talks about you got to have a warm-up guy. One guy, he doesn't even need to play. He just needs yeah. to be the first guy warm-ups and yeah. bounces Every, that bounces the
0: hardest. Everybody's got a warm-up guy. Dom Broussard. <laughs> Shout-out Dom Broussard, UCLA. This guy was <laughs> Incredible.
1: <laughs> Didn't play a single point.
0: No, he played. Oh <laughs> man, he. I, oh, Dom ended his career negative a thousand at UCLA. He got one <laughs> ball. He got one ball. Tried to bounce it straight. He the got middle. one ball, and he sent it. He sailed it. Good guy, though. Really funny guy. Great,
1: great warm up guy. Great warm up
0: guy. Oh, the best. Ba- oh, incredible, incredible. I have some stories about Dom that'll blow people's minds. We can tell it another time,
1: but yeah, I think sure. I think yeah for guys it's definitely ego. It's all ego. I mean, oh, even yeah. Labero like I'm a libero, and I'm trying to steal as many reps from my hitters as possible, trying to hit balls. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're hitting lines, guess who's the first guy hitting? This guy right here. <laughs> I get my one rep and I'm good to go. I'm good for I'm you're good for. Cutting, a you're
0: cutting hitters. You're you're cutting I starters. Am.
1: I really am. I really am. Before matches. So one thing uh, we talked about the Under Armour, but you're also again you're in, so so versatile when it comes to the recruiting world and so well connected is is I want, for our girl and guy listeners out there, what's the difference, right? Obviously I know it, and I know there is a difference, but I want you to kind of put it in your own words. Um, this is kind of our last question here. What's the difference? Why would someone come to you, right, and, and pay a fee for you to kind of get their name out, rather than them reaching out to the coaches themselves and saying, hey, come to my court here and and do it themselves? And, and kind of kind why, of why, again, it's worth it, and what you bring to the table that no one else really brings and how they benefit
3: so um i I think a couple things so so first off our process what we do we always have so we do an athletic evaluation and academic evaluation first so we look at you know how well are you performing in the classroom and then where are you athletically and then it really begins with creating a target list of schools So we developed this list, and we'll have some top, like, elite programs that are going to be more reach schools, right? So they'll they'll say, like, whatever, Pepperdine's my dream school, right? I'm in Southern California, so usually the schools that we hear from people that are in Southern California is, like, UC Santa Barbara, USC, UCLA, you know, they're, like, naming off these big-time schools. So they'll have their reach schools and then we'll say, okay, based on everything that you're describing, like your parents want to be out of pocket 10,000 a year or 30,000 a year. um, Or maybe you're an athlete that's using volleyball to get to an Ivy or an Ivy league type school. What we do is we create a list of programs that are realistic based on what it is that they're describing. And then we support them through the process. So I think maybe some of the, um, Some people might assume that like, you're going to hire us and we're going to pick up the phone and we're just going to call and it's going to go like that. And that's actually not how it works. We help them put together their email content so they know what should go in their email. So we work on establishing an email marketing campaign. We manage their video and then we have meetings with them. So senior, um, uh, a freshman we meet with every four weeks, a sophomore we meet with every two to three weeks depending on level an elite sophomore on the women's side we have to meet with every two weeks um a you know d2 d3 naia player will meet with every three weeks juniors we meet with every two weeks seniors we meet with every week until they're committed and so what goes on in those meetings is really just like how to keep pushing your process forward you know we talk about um, questions to be prepared to answer, or questions to ask, and we really go through what it is that they're trying to do with the sport and what they want for the next forty to fifty years of their lives. Um, and then we do—we'll talk to coaches on their behalf, like as they're navigating through, um, and and definitely at tournaments in terms of like trying to get a coach's attention and drag them over to their court. Um, but for the most part, we're really more supporting our athletes how to get through the process what to be prepared to talk about that kind of thing um and so for that i think a lot of you guys like as you go through the process whether it's a guy or a girl you know you don't really know what to expect when i'm telling you that you need to send out an email every other week it's like what do you want me to put in that email what are you talking about like every two weeks you want me to put something in an email so we kind of help like storytell and help them understand how to build a brand and we even get into the social media aspect of it which i'm super passionate about there's a really cool i don't know if you guys have seen it yet they're growing on the guys side but um it's a group of guys that actually started an app called press sports and they um created a social media like sports app for athletes that didn't necessarily feel comfortable with sharing their highlights on their personal like instagram But they wanted to create like an app where they could you know actually put all of their sports stuff on it's kind of cool because now college coaches are getting on and recruiting off there and all kinds of stuff so we talk about how to build your brand and then we we give them um, everything about our program is about life lessons and like the things that they learn as they go through the process help with negotiating for their first jobs their first salaries um, and just Life, life skills, I guess, is the best way to put it. So it's like awesome. a very
0: in-depth volleyball-specific college counselor.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, that makes My a lot God. of sense.
3: I, like, I know. God. I could have said that, but then they wouldn't. Have gotten <laughs> no,
1: all no, no, details. no, that, no. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Wow, Micah, just stealing thunder out here. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> well, Kara, thank you so much for joining us today from the bottom of the Addison Boys' hearts. We thank you for hopping on uh obviously like you said this is a new found connection and we'll be staying in contact so much more hopefully down the road as well and we want to thank you so much for joining on joining us on if you can't handle the heat
0: and we apologize for gage's mispronunciation
1: yes (laughs) on behalf of everyone out there who's ever no on behalf of
0: yeah including
1: myself we'd like to yeah on behalf of
0: you yeah
1: thank you Kara.
3: thanks so much
1: Hill, ladies and gentlemen, an absolute firework herself. Hopefully you guys found that as informative as we did. Obviously, we've been in the game for a while. I'm a senior in college. Joe and Mike are graduating college, yet we still learn stuff about the NCAA and connections. Every and, day. Yeah, and, and the whole and the whole recruiting world, which, which again, we were very fortunate to be at the top of our class, so we we didn't have to go through the struggles, the trials and tribulations, as uh, most of the people that come in the NCAA do. So uh, we're learning everything every day, and hopefully uh, – Big things to come, and we're going to definitely stay in touch with her. But overall, phenomenal, phenomenal interview. What do you guys think?
2: She was
0: Yeah, what do you think, is, Joe?
2: She's a very special person. And that connection, I think, for us, it's, it's a fairly new connection. It's awesome that we're able to get her on so fast, to be honest. We, uh, we were talking to her, and we're like, let's get her on. We need to get her on as soon as possible, and we made it happen. So I'm glad we could get her on this week. Well said. Well said, Joe. Micah, how about yourself, buddy?
0: No, I really liked it. Um, I hope that you guys can learn from that. Um, I know I learned a lot from it, so um, we're gonna. Hope- <laughs>
2: <laughs> what was your favorite? What was your favorite point that she made?
0: I think it's, I think it's a good point that um, how much money that Under Armour is putting into the sport, uh, and I I hope that that can be become like something that can be kind of like the under armor football thing that she's going to talk about. Um, kind of like, honestly, like McDonald's all American was for basketball, like something like that would be so sick for the woman's side. Um, I know that on the, on the boy side, if it ever does happen, it might be a little bit down the line. Um, but regardless, it's sick that it's happening in the sport. And that's my favorite part. What about you, Joe? What was your favorite part?
2: Well, you know, I th- think that ties into what she said is I talked to a lot of coaches and they say about 75 to 80 percent of college athletics is recruiting in their job. So her job directly ties into anybody involved in collegiate athletics. And that's that was, that's why the recruiting game is so interesting to me, because I feel like it has such a carryover uh into the success of a program and you see that the top recruiters are usually the top programs and this this best assistant coaches out there know how to recruit at a high level we brought on brad keller i think he's one of the top if not the top recruiter that uh, i've ever came across i don't know on the women's side i'm sure he's doing just as good of a job as he did on the men's side but yeah i know i know gage learned a lot today too because he's not too tuned in usually into the recruiting game oh
1: not at all absolutely not uh I definitely, with anything logistics-wise, I'm usually not very tuned in-wise, but, you know, like you said, a good connection to have. Joe, I want to kind of go to our, our, what were you saying, Joe?
2: Let's get into some questions, I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, I was about to say, let's get to some questions.
1: The first question uh, was actually, here, believe it or not, was actually sent by Gage Worsley, G-Swizzle6. Uh, this is for Joe. This goes for Joe. Micah and Gage already discussed this. Okay. So, what I was thinking, I think I've told you this before, Joe. You know how there's outside spiker? Mike was telling me they use the word spike a lot um, over across the ponds, they say. right? And I was thinking, okay, I've I've been starting a uh, word-of-mouth petition to change spiker into spanker. So you're an outside spanker, a middle spanker, or an opposite spanker. And you say instead of spike it or hit it, you say spank it.
2: Thoughts on the matter? Dude, I have I say spank it all the time to my hitters. Go spank mm-hmm. the ball off the block. Mm-hmm. That's something. That's a that's a fairly that's pretty, some pretty pretty used Worsley, phrase Worsley it, coming House out of my program. vocab. Exactly. Go
1: spank that ball. Exactly. Go a fairly there. There's a fairly amount. Fair dude, amount of dude.
2: spanking on this podcast for sure. And and when I and when I work with little kids, I don't know if this is right to teach them this, but this is how I engage. Has been there when I've done this, but mm-hmm. a lot of times when they have younger siblings and I'm working with like a 13, 14 year old kid. Boy or a girl, I'll tell them, like, you know how when you get really pissed off at your brother and sister, you just want to hit them as hard as you can? I always tell them, you just got to pretend that the ball is their face when you're mm-hmm. pissed off at them. And smack, when they can't get the ball over the net, and all the time. If you just tell them to spank it, maybe that will help. Go spank 100- that ball.
1: 100% success rate. Yeah. And then also Max Rosenfeld, an ex system member, he also came up with middle dumper. You know, so he'd be like dumping the ball from the middle, middle dumper outside spanker.
2: I, I don't see that working so much. Yeah.
1: Middle God.
0: dumper? What, God. Is, God. what is it? Yeah. Thank you. I, I, I thought maybe dumper is a setter, but he, middle dumper, I, I'm not sure. He, that's, you're right. That is blasphemous.
1: But spanker is definitely a, a vote, something that's going to be in our vocab for a very, very long time. Let's get to the questions that were sent to us by actual non idiots. Here we go from Dom, from Broid Dom. Just responding to the question for the next pod, hopefully. So if Joe or Micah could answer this by chance, since they are setters, I have a question. What do you think I can do to set myself apart from the other setters and be a better candidate? Because at my current state, I'm just I'm just some setter all the way from Illinois. I'm practicing as much as possible, watching games and all that, but I feel like I'm missing something or need something more to make it my dream college. UHM,
2: University of Wyoming. Mike, you take the first one. I just the answered one. I'll I'll take the second end of it.
0: Wait, what was the first part of it again? Try it. Go again. Mike. No, I Uh, just, somebody sent me a question and they asked for it to be on there and I had to find it.
1: No sweat. No sweat. Uh, Joe and Micah, can you answer this? Because you're setters, what do you think I could do to set myself apart from the other setters and be a, set, a better candidate? Because at my current state, I'm just some setter all the way from Illinois. I'm practicing as much as possible, watching games and all, but I feel like I'm missing something or need something more to make it in my dream college at UH Manoa.
0: You know what's crazy is that setter being a setter, it's so hard to differ, differentiate yourself. I feel like there's so many setters that can just – give good hittable balls. And it's just like, where, how do you like see, okay, this setter's is the best. Some of the, the areas I think that, that help is like the rest of your game, like being a really good server, being a really good blocker. It's just something that you can kind of see. And it's something that like can draw attention to your game. Um, as well as being a really good leader, a uh, good communicator at the end of the day, I've said this before being like, if you're a setter, you just need to be good at setting. Um, a lot of times they put, like, such an emphasis on, like, being tall. And it's, like, if you're a good setter, you should play. Um, but sometimes it's, like, uh, you, it's just hard to differ, like, to draw attention to yourself if you're just, like, playing really simply. And, like, even if you're giving good hittable balls, I, I feel like a lot of people can do that. So one way to draw attention would be, yeah, to be a good – to be to make your team do well, number one. Make your team do well. If your team's doing well, then people are going to be paying attention. Um, be a good leader. Try and have something else to your game, like a block or serve, and then be be really good at setting. Obviously, but gosh, I don't know if that's even a good answer. Joe, what do you what do you think?
2: Yeah, the reason I pushed it off to you is I definitely did not hear the first part of that question too. But um, <laughs> oh, you <laughs> um, son of a! <laughs> But uh, for me, as cutthroat as this is, Micah hit it. His first point was the most important. If your team's winning, they pay attention to you. They like it's the same thing as a quarterback in football. Any position where they have that much control over the game, if you're winning, that's usually when you get the most attention. And actually, and it's like and it could literally be like marginal. Imagine like you go to like you're in a fifth set or a third set, and it's like fifteen thirteen, but like you. You make, every, you make it through every round, uh, quarters, semis, and finals of, like, junior nationals, and it's, like, a two-point difference, but you, win, you end up winning the game, you make the right decisions, and that can separate, actually, some set or some, uh, everybody else, and it's kind of crazy to think about it like that. Uh, yeah, I mean. we got to crank through questions here. Let's crank through some questions. All right, next question here. Um, in your opinion, what is the best NSA men's
1: volleyball school? Things to think about education, facility, history of program, coaches' success, success of alumni in volleyball, and the actual university. I'm going to go ahead and say Hawaii. I'm going to ha- say Hawaii. The reason I don't say uh, – all right, so you, obviously for when it comes to the aura of men's volleyball, or just the school, UCLA obviously would be up there. USC probably in their – I don't I don't think UCLA and USC have been in their prime for a little while. You guys have been mm-hmm. out of your prime for a while, so I can't really say that. If you guys were, then I'd say you guys. Um, but all that com- encompasses with uh, Hawaii men's volleyball, what you don't see in the background is the antis, you know. Like getting, making sure we're all fed after games and doing all this other stuff and celebrity like and like now we're obviously we're getting the funding that we that we I don't know if we got that in the past and we're getting and it allows for like getting us like six pairs of shoes and the we just have a new practice facility nothing beats the Stan Sheriff Center also in Provo Utah BYU kind of gets the same amount of treatment yeah. uh, they're a Nike school and they get treated like usually with your Nike school I don't know how you guys were an Under Armour um, I mean you guys are pretty nice stuff but but uh BYU gets the same amount of things, and they're in their prime, which is going to set you over. And the education is really, really good. Depends what kind of education you want.
0: Yeah, I think it's I think it's based on person to person. Some schools that I would say are the are the top five, and then it's just a personal fit. Would be UH, UCSB actually. Um, the community there is like an amazing community. Everyone that goes there loves it, has a really good time. Isla Vista where the where UCSB is, is a sick area. Yeah, yeah. Um, BYU. UCLA, and then maybe if you're on the East Coast school, there's probably something over there. But actually, I would say those four are the top four. Um, oh, did I not say Hawaii? No. Oh, Hawaii. There you go, five. Okay. No, I, started, I thought I started with Hawaii. Hawaii, UCLA, UCSB, you can, you can BYU. Yeah. Yeah, those four. Perfect. I think Hawaii, Hawaii has like... Really good parts to it. The stand Sheriff, BYU. Um, I think. Uh, let me just wrap this up. But let me. Let me. Do, oh, okay. She is. Uh, okay. okay. All right. We can't. Obviously, we can't. We can't. I was answer. trying to mess with you guys. We had
1: it. We got it. We had the rest of. Uh, uh, we have on, a few more uh, questions. We had a few more questions than we promised. We'd answer them. We promise you guys we'll answer them next podcast. Just remember, if you can't handle the heat, get out of the damn kitchen. This has been another episode of If You Can't Handle. the